your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and we are recording this. Uh, it is almost 1 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast here after the Canadians dropped a 4-3 game in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights. And as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, like we were discussing just before we started recording, Ben Sherratt is at it again. It looks like he doesn't want to get traded out of Montreal, so he is rapidly trying to decline his trade value. Although, to be fair... You know, whenever we criticize the defense on this on this podcast, it's often due to some sort of coaching decision, which is why is Ben Sherratt on the ice in three on three overtime? That's 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 the question, I think, really. It's not even that he's on the ice. It's that he's on the ice over Alexander Romanov and Chris Weidman uh, because Petrie played a shift. Clegg played a shift. And then it was Sherratt. I I don't understand it because the Canadians played well to start overtime out there. Um, Nick Suzuki, Jeff Petrie, and Tyler Toffoli all had a chance to end it, and Robin Letter made a couple of big saves there. And then Clay gives up the breakaway. They're in the defensive zone for a faceoff, and you throw out Ben Sherratt when you need the puck carried out and moved, and it it he tried. That's not his strength, though. It's never been his strength, though, and it's three-on-three overtime. That's just a mistake you cannot make. Um, and I know the Canadians are tanking. They're bad. We get it. But they still haven't won back-to-back games all year. And we are, what, 30, almost 40 games into the season at this point? Like, uh, something's got to give. And I don't want to nitpick this too much because I thought the Canadians had a pretty good game offensively and in net defensively. Um remains to be seen it's a work in progress for the first time in team history they gave up 50 shots in back-to-back games that's not a good defensive performance uh samuel montembeau has been immense on so many levels for this team right now and it i i'm glad that they're at least putting the effort in it's not pretty they're still bad but the effort's there now and i don't know if that's the new regime taking over and guys coming back or what, but it's so much better than less listless garbage we got for how many months before this. So it, it stings and I'm annoyed because I thought they deserved better, but at the same time, tank nation rolls on. It does. And by this season standards, that was a pretty good game from the Canadians. It, I mean, they're, they're not a good team, Right. But it's trending in the right direction. And I understand what you mean. A lot of people said, you know, this was their chance to win back-to-back games. Uh, They did a lot of things in order to make that happen. And it has to be said that even though Vegas has been riding the ship, uh, you know, in, I guess, the latter half of however many games they've played, they started the season really rough. As we all know, everybody is wringing their hands. 
Uh, they did. They have been playing better of late, and I think the Canadians are at least trending in the right direction. Whether they're, you know, there's a renewed focus, you know, due to the new GM or the just the, the whole idea of the regime change. Uh, maybe Jeff Gordon has been introducing a bit of stability. Maybe it's the injured guys coming back. You know, you'll note that a couple of the people who are coming back, they're they're veterans. They're they're people who uh, sort of have leadership roles, or at least we have expectations of leadership on them. Uh, I think they are. They're playing better. There's 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 good energy here, and you know, it's not going to overcome the fact that they're not a good team, which is good in respect in the respect that we need them to tank if we want them to get a reasonably high, if not the first overall draft pick. And uh, before we turn to our mailbag, we got a mailbag question actually during the game. This comes from Lucas. And the subject line is the most important question. Hey, guys, we love Pizzetta, right? And not being and not being we're horrid this year, but that it just seems that hold on. He just seems to fight and make plays, whether it's with his face or with his stick. His pregame warm-ups, intensity, stash and demeanor is what we need. He's heading up here. Lucas is heading up here in March for the cracking game. If the Rona and the law allows, let's go have. So I think Michael Pizzetta and, you know, there were observations tonight, just as we've talked about in recent, you know, in recent, basically since he's made the team, we keep asking ourselves, like this guy was a fourth liner in the, in the AHL, as you pointed out, he's really been making a name for himself in the NHL. He's a good story this season. And in a bad season, I think it's perfectly fine to have positive, good stories. Doesn't mean the Canadians are going to suddenly magically turn it around and win the cup this year, but in that tank we're still seeing that there are positives. And I think Michael Pizzetta is definitely one of the positives. And I hope the team continues to trend in a positive direction. We're not, we're not expecting lots of wins, but at least, at least make a game out of them. In the last few games, I got to say the last couple of games they have been. And before, you know, their second COVID break, uh, they, they were making games out of them. The young guys were, were performing really well. They were, they were at least giving us something worth watching. Yeah, and I look at this game tonight in that, you know, Pizzetta had a, a hardworking goal. Tyler Toffoli had a really nice goal. Uh, Mike Hoffman had a good goal from where he does his best. We're seeing a lot in the past few games, guys that needed that boost are getting there, and they're doing the things they need to do to score these goals. And I don't know if it's the lineup is settled so they don't have to take – um, they're not playing out of position or up a level where they shouldn't be. Everything just seems to kind of be clicking in place and they're going to lose games. They're going to play badly, but all these things kind of come together now, at least allows Gordon and Hughes and Molson and whomever else to get a baseline for where this team's actually at. I don't think everyone's still 100%, but I look at this and I go, I'm seeing more of what the Canadians can be. I still think a coaching change is necessary. Giving up 50 goal, 50 shots and hoping your goalie saves you isn't a, isn't a strategy that makes you long for the NHL bench, but I'm going to take the pauses where I can get them. They have Colorado who are flying right now coming in on Saturday and the Habs might have three straight 50 shots against games. I don't know. I hope not, but I guess we'll wait and see, but Turning our attention away from the game, it is the Friday Mailbag, and that is coming up in our next segment. 
Before we dive into the Lockdown Canadians Friday mailbag, we're here to talk to you about the amazing, the incredible, you know it, you love it. It is Built Bar. It is January. That means New Year, New Year's resolutions, whether that just be eating better, eating more regularly while you're at work or on the go, or just trying to have something else when you're at the gym. Built Bar is there for you. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% Real chocolate, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, all the protein you need to really make an impact. They are absolutely incredible any time of the day. Take them in the morning on your way to work like I do. Have them for a midday snack if you need that boost. Or if you're done working out and you just need something to help with that recovery, Built Bar is there for you. And there are flavors for everybody. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, and so many more. There is something for everybody. And right now, if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order. So go check out Built Bar. See what they have at their website. That's Built.com. And when you go to check out, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. As always, folks, thank you so much for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day every single day of the week. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms As we mentioned in the first segment, it is Friday. That means it is time for the Friday mailbag here at Lockdown Canadians. And if you ever want to tweet us or email us at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter or LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. Laura, what kind of fun do we have in the mailbag this week? So this is just a shout out. It's not an actual question. So to Mike T and his friends who have made a drinking game out of our show, we just want to say hi and thank you. Please be responsible. But I've never been a drinking game before. So when I found that out, I literally, I laughed out loud and almost fell out of my chair. So, hey, Mike and friends, you didn't name your friends, but hello. We're not saying what it is, though, because we don't want to encourage people being irresponsible. We're not saying what makes people drink. But if if we're a drinking game to anybody else, please uh, let us know by emailing us at LogdownCanadians at gmail.com. So in our Twitter questions this week, so... I have to do this. I have to chide you uh, because a few weeks ago while I was on vacation, you and Ian were going to do a mailbag. And I asked uh, like my personal followers to uh, to come up with a question that was difficult or uh, time intensive or effort intensive uh, because I was jealous that you and Ian were going to have fun on the mailbag uh, without me. And uh, our listener, Goalie Droid, who has always been such a good supportive person, uh, came up with a question that was a little bit time intensive. And instead of answering it, (laughs) you put it, you turn it around. You're like, we're going to answer that when Laura's back. So I saw what you did there, Scott, and we are not escaping this question. So uh, here's what we're going to do in this segment. And then we'll do the other questions that we received in the following segment. Uh, The question from Victoria was, if you got each have as a secret Santa, what gift would you get them? So off the top of my head, whoever I remember, I'm going to name somebody and you can name a secret Santa gift for them. All right. All right. I'm not, I, I didn't pull up the roster because there's so many people up and down and call-ups and all of that. So uh, I'll just, anyone I remember. And then, and once I stop remembering, we'll, we'll go on to the next segment. Uh, first person I can think of obviously is Cole Caulfield. Well, for one thing, Cole Caulfield gets a shooter tutor for Christmas so he can remember that he can put the puck in about a three-inch space whenever he wants and to get some of that confidence back. 
I would give him his rookie year back <laughs> if I could, but that's not. This is his idea. rookie year. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. It got ruined. I would give it oh, back to him. Oh, okay. I, I am very I'd give good him at a context. <laughs> I'd give him a do-over. Um, so next question, uh, Nick Suzuki. <sighs> Nick Suzuki gets a PS5. Uh, Jake Evans. A new coach that actually plays him at center. Is that too Tyler much to ask? Tyler <laughs> Tyler Toffoli gets really nice sweaters for Dodger because if it's as cold as it is in Buffalo, I can only imagine in Montreal that it's even worse right now. And Dodger is about the size of a large chicken breast. So, like... <laughs> Dodger is pretty tiny. How about, like, matching cable knit cardigans? You know, like, the Chris Evans, uh, like, jacket there, the sweater? Matching for him and Cat and Dodger. I, 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 I am about that. that. I love I love the matchingness of everything. So I'm <laughs> I'm all for that. Jake Allen. <laughs> Jake Allen gets a well paid <laughs> vacation to anywhere but Edmonton. I don't care where it is. He gets a week off once Carey Price is back or whatever. They just say, Jake, we're saying you're injured. Go to Boca for a week or something. Go relax. You've earned that much at least. Ben Sherratt. He gets traded to Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> what did I he do to get you? <laughs> he right. was he decided to be an immobile, terrible defenseman, and Edmonton loves that kind of thing. So like <laughs> poor Ben Sherrod. He's very, very attractive. He will definitely uh enjoy going to play for a team that sometimes occasionally does win, although I know right now it's mired in in, in, in a bunch of suck. Uh who else can I think of? Ooh, ooh, uh Samuel Montalbo. Oh man. This is hard because, like, he's new but not new because of the way this season has gone. Um, I'd like to get him a few more wins. There have been some games that aren't his fault. So, for, like, Christmas, you know, the team should, you know, try to play defense for a couple of games, maybe, hopefully. Like, I think that might help his confidence a whole lot. I would agree with you. Who else can I think of? Michael Pizzetta. (laughs) Michael Pizzetta gets hair care products. Like... (laughs) He can get some Primal Origin oil for, like, his beard and the mustache and then just some really nice, like, sculpting gel for his hair. So, like, if he wants to take it from, like, 80s wild man to, like, slicked back mullet, he can definitely do that. Drew A. Hmm. Uh, a hug? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, a hug, I think, might be the right answer here. I, you're not <laughs> wrong with that. Because um, what I was going to say would make a lot of people angry, and I'm not going to do that tonight. So, How about Josh Anderson, his best bud? <sighs> Josh Anderson can get a GQ photo shoot for Christmas. Oh, he would do so well at that. Alexander Romanov. Panda costume. <laughs> and some pixie sticks okay and finally uh let's do dominique ducharme <laughs> oh, I, did, I did promise to say the executives or the front office so i can think of dominique ducharme and then obviously jeff gordon and kent hughes so oh man i i i don't know what to get ducharme other than like maybe like claude julian's like strategy playbook since claude julian was a possession heavy coach so i would think that uh jeff gordon uh i think um for christmas getting jordan harris signed would be a huge first step there and for kent hughes for everyone to leave him alone about whether or not he speaks perfect french or whether or not his kids speak french 
it's a whole thing that we will touch on in another episode, not on the mailbags. We were having fun. Laura, we've forgotten one major person with this whole uh, uh, Christmas gift list, though. Oh, no. Did I forget? Who did I forget? You forgot Jeff Petrie. I did forget Jeff Petrie. I know what you're going to say. It's going to be wine related, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say he gets a week in, you know, the French wine country. He gets to go to Bordeaux where Ooh, he can really- uh, he can do his best to educate Julie Petrie on all the different types of wine and everything down in Bordeaux. So I wonder who what's going to happen with the kids. I, I don't know how they're going to deal <laughs> with in They're just going to stuff so. them full of French cheese and let them take a nap while they go to the vineyards. all right i think these are all so those are all the people that i remembered plus one person that scott remembered uh so i think i think we've done a pretty good job if there was anyone that we missed goalie droid uh let us know if there was a specific person you were waiting for that we forgot and apologies to that person and also to you but as you know we love you we are so grateful for your support and we did not forget your question and i made scott do it anyway I can't believe this. I'm getting yelled at <laughs> on my own show. Wait till we start YouTube next week where they can yell at me for making dumb faces during all of it too. <laughs> um, as always, folks, we have more in the Friday mailbag and that's coming up next. But first, it is a new year and that means a new betting year for all the folks at Bet Online. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. In a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website allow you to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. We are back with the remainder of the Friday mailbag. As always, you can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians or email us at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. Laura, what is next? We've got three more questions, um, and they're all from our good friend Paul Branshow. The first question is, what if Locked On Canadians is my second listen of the day? I will release the hounds upon your house. <laughs> Maple is not the hounds. She's currently sleeping on the couch. And unless you've got like cheese, I don't think she's uh, going after anything. I will go find hounds just to release them like Mr. Burns. So I would say that it's okay as long as you have somebody from our Locked On family as your first listen. If not, please listen to us first and then your first listener, whatever, listen to them after us. We should be starting your day. We drop our episodes at five o'clock in the morning so we can start everybody's day. Uh, Next question. If the Habs finish last overall and win the draft lottery, what are the odds that the Situation Room in Toronto will reverse the decision? I I mean, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but like if the Habs don't win the draft lottery, Twitter might cease to function the way that it should because the Canadians fans will have burnt down the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen how close Toronto was to winning, I believe it was the Lafreniere one, and how big the outcry was on that. There were calls about the balls were weighted differently or something. Trust me, if the Habs don't win this draft lottery, the conspiracy theories that come out of this are going to be so insane that Joe Rogan will have someone on his podcast about that. That's how bad (laughs) it will get. 
And so for me, like for my part, obviously, if you listen to this podcast long enough, I've brought this up a few times in the course of this podcast history, but I believe in the 2005 draft conspiracy theory where Montreal was supposed to land Sidney Crosby, but then Pittsburgh did because they were in danger of being moved. And so that is a hill that I will die on. I, I really don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but I absolutely buy into that one. I feel like as my as a Habs fan, it is my right to, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that Habs fans believe. And that is mine. I don't believe a lot of crazy things like I don't believe, for example, that uh, the officials are biased against Montreal. I think, you know, officiating in the NHL is just bad quality, uh, low quality. So but I want that I, like that is my pet conspiracy theory. And, and like, I don't believe in other kinds. So like in like the entire universe of conspiracy theories, this is my one conspiracy theory I believe in. But in the case that the Canadians don't win, uh, the number one overall draft pick, you know what? There, this would be a good year not to win it in. This would be, you know, obviously you want Shane Wright. Obviously you want a talent that that is supposed to be, you know, out of this world. But this draft and the next draft, they're so deep. And all those people in that top five are really good. And we're going to start looking at them in depth as, as the rest of the season goes on. Obviously uh, we've had a lot of, of, of big news with the GM coming in and all of that. And we do expect some, some more news to break over time, but we're really going to start focusing on, in addition to the trade deadline, some draft coverage, and we're going to get to know those players that are right up at the top. So in the case that the Canadians don't win the draft lottery, it's not the end of the world. They're still going to get a really good player uh, it would be nice to win the first overall draft pick. Like that would be amazing, especially since it's taking place in Montreal this year. And, you know, this is where we're talking about the dawning of a new era and all of that. But I don't think it, it would be like, I wouldn't necessarily believe in a conspiracy theory in this case, because I just, I just think that the way that these things shake out, like there's no way that the NHL would have wanted Edmonton to win like 19 of them in a row. Right. I think they would have wanted the couple of years ago when Detroit lost. I thought, I thought like they would have wanted an original 16 to get that generational talent, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, all this to say is that I'm not going to be too disappointed, but it would be nice if they got Shane, right? Uh, shame for Shane. That's what they're doing right now. They are shameful on the ice in order to get uh, Shane, right? And then finally, here's a question that's right up your alley. If this Hab season were an alcoholic beverage, what kind would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um oh man it'd be a warm shot of tequila because it's Ooh. awful and it makes you want to forget that it ever happened immediately slash want to throw up immediately so like i feel like that's about the closest we can get after last year which is like a nice high-end scotch where eh, this isn't so great at first and then it Suddenly he's like, oh, this is actually great. And then it was disappointing because it's at the end. But I think a warm shot of like bottom shelf tequila is the uh, is the best comparable I have for this current Canadian season. It's disgusting, makes you sick to your stomach, and you really want to forget that it happened. So mine is very, very similar. It's not a warm shot of tequila. What it is, it is a prairie fire. So hold this on, is I'm going to Google it. It's called prairie fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar to what you said. Prairie fire shot. Hold on. So, Tabasco in tequila? Laura, why? This is a war crime. No. <laughs> why? This is... So... Oh, God. This is awful. Why? So, 
tequila and two dashes of Tabasco sauce. Why? <laughs> I don't know who thought of it, but it is a thing. Um, it's definitely a thing. It's it's actually, you know, some friends that I've made through hockey Twitter. Uh, and I have had prairie fires. It was a themed drink of one of their road trips in Montreal. So every bar we went to, we asked for prairie fires. Um, and some bars, they put maple syrup in them. So it was tequila, Tabasco, maple syrup. But the actual recipe is simply tequila, Tabasco. Um, and if you ever want your sinuses cleared, uh, <laughs> may I recommend a prairie fire shot? But, you know, I've, I've had prairie, prairie fires in Buffalo. I've had them in Albany. <laughs> I've had them in Boston. I've had uh, prairie fires anytime I've been hanging out with a specific subset of hockey people. And um, one, one instance, uh, this is a story that Joe Yearden, good friend of the show, likes to tell, uh, is that um, at one point, he and his friends decided that they wanted a shot of the worst thing in the bar. And it was like this, like, <laughs> old ass, like, rotted kind of, like, tequila. And the bartender was like, there's no way I'm serving you that. But here's what I can give you instead. And a prairie fire was it. <laughs> so, oh, God. I've yeah, done the thing so where I've walked in. We've told the bartender, we need a shot of Jack and a shot of whatever your worst tequila is. And he pulls this, like, dusty plastic bottle off the bottom shelf and we're like is it tequila and he goes i hope so and we're like that works so yeah the so draft is going to be a nightmare this year isn't it? it well it depends on who shows up isn't it uh, there could be another theme drink uh and oh i have to do montreal rex again all over again it's been a little bit uh i've been away obviously it's been a little bit tough also with uh, with all the restrictions i haven't gone out and tried a lot of things that i wanted to try uh but um what I will do is I will get back on the Montreal recommendation train starting next week. We also have book club again starting next week. So all of that. But the most fun thing about next week is that we are starting on YouTube. So you'll be able to listen to us. But if you should want to, you can also pull us up on YouTube and watch us record the episodes. Uh, and uh, Scott and I are currently in the process of trying to find a fun thing, like a fun background or something. And we'll get back to you on on, or you'll be able to see it on, on, on the YouTube. You'll be able to see what we thought of. So thank you so much, everybody. And that's what's in our mailbag for this week, Scott. Yep. And as always, if you want to tweet us at LO underscore Canadians, LockdownCanadians at gmail.com, please follow us wherever you can, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick on Twitter. You can follow me at Scott Matla. Remember, follow us on YouTube. Like Laura said, it's going to be dope. We're going to upload the full video of me chugging that flaming hot Mountain Dew because I hate myself and so much more. We've got a lot of fun things lined up for that. Ooh, and as ooh, always, ooh, we could yes. put tequila in that. And then no, that no, 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 no. I'm the one who comes up with bad ideas and I'm putting my foot down on that one because that's just terrible. Absolutely not. No, 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 absolutely not. I have never put my foot down as hard on something as I am with that. So, all right, folks, thank you as always for making us your first listen of the day. When you're done checking us out, go check out Lockdown Bets where Lee Sterling and your boy Q have all the info you need to dominate your fantasy and your sports betting lines. Um, as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time.